Hey, this is Joe. And this is Julie. Happy summer. Yay for summer. Julie, I think we need to make some additions to this podcast. Oh, that sounds great. Keeping it fresh. That's right. Keeping it fresh. But uh, we're going to need to take a break. Yeah, a break to work. A break to work. To keep it fresh. So during the summer, we're going to play some of our best of shows for you. And then we'll be back in the fall with some new additions to Next in Ed. Hi, this is Marcy McNeil, producer of the Next in Ed podcast. If you have a topic you think we should discuss, or someone you think we should interview, or if you would just like to give us some feedback, you can email us at nextinedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us through Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And now, we hope you enjoy the following episode. Hi, welcome to Next in Ed. I'm Joe. And I'm Julie. Julie, how are you doing? Hey, it's great. I'm doing great. It's Friday here. We're recording in the studio. It's wonderful. Yes, it's a beautiful Looking forward day. to the weekend. It's a beautiful day. Uh, you know, last time we were in the studio, we were talking about traveling. We were talking about yeah, traveling. Yeah, I miss it. And the fact that we have not been able to do it. Yeah, and how I miss it. But uh, you have a few stories from traveling. You like to, do you travel by yourself much? Yes. Uh, I, I think, yes, the, the work that I've been doing in the Dominican Republic, I'm always traveling. I gotcha. At least the last couple gotcha. of years I've gone down by myself. I and gotcha. Well, do you like like to meet people? You know, it, it's funny because as a child I was so shy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did not like to talk to people I didn't know. But as I've gotten older, I have found that I, I have made some amazing friends just stepping out of my comfort zone and mm-hmm. and talking to strangers well i know one of one of our um the people that have been on the podcast i think it was alex martinez mm-hmm. you meet him on a plane conference i met him yeah i met him at a conference uh, and that's okay. a great story i don't think we sh- we told that story i think on we the did podcast. you'll have to go back and listen listeners okay but i do have a great story about today's guest yes tell so, us so so here's the story julie and i are this is last year little in January last year, Julie and I were returning from the United Arab Emirates, and we had flown from Dubai into Houston. Yes, that was interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting flight. And then there we are, and I'm supposed to get my luggage off of the international flight, go back through customs, and then I can go in security and everything, and then I can get on the plane home to Mobile. Well, my luggage didn't come off the rack. And Julie was kind enough to wait for me for a little while. But then she started to get a little anxious about missing her flight home. Because it and, was getting close. And she I was like, was, you're on your own, buddy. Yeah, she was not. And I don't blame you. Julie was not going to miss that flight I, to get home to I, her husband. And I, I don't blame her. So, but I, And it was like midnight. But I also did ask them, can you please hold it? I've got somebody coming in. And I waited and I waited and wait. I was freaking out, Julie. I was freaking out. And I had finally, I had decided that that bag just didn't matter because I needed to go home. <laughs> yes. And I did not know how long it was going to take before. Uh-huh. I knew it was at least going to be the next day before I could get home. And... I had, I really, really wanted to sleep on the the international flight. And so I intentionally had stayed up the day before 
in Dubai and I had not slept at all. Mm -hmm. So I had already been up for well over 24 hours. And of course I didn't sleep at all on the plane. Oh no, you really can't. I, I, it just didn't happen. So, um, I finally, I did one last sweep. I said, this is it. If I don't find it, I'm, I'm gone and I'm just going to worry about it later. I did one final sweep and there it was, it came down. I had my luggage and here I am up over 24 hours not as young a man as I used to be. I got a backpack on with a laptop. I got, I got my rolling um, luggage, and I'm running, running mm -hmm. through the airport. And then I get stopped at security, and I have to go through all of that. And that took forever. Yeah. So then I was really panicking. I was like, there's no way I'm going to make this flight. I went, I didn't even have my shoes on, Julie. When I grabbed, when they let me out of there, <laughs> I just had, I had my shoes in my hand and everything and it was just dead run. And uh -huh. I, and that, our terminal could not have been any further. It was further. at the other end. I too had taken my flip-flops on and, and run, but I was about 30 minutes ahead of you though. 30 minutes ahead. Maybe, I, maybe 20. I was like... Either, I was like, the, not only is the plane going to leave me, I, I'm going to need medical attention <laughs> by the time I get to the terminal. And that was literally how I was feeling. I, I got there. Thank God the plane was still there. I come in. I am sweating profusely. And I'm just a mess. And I get in and I go to sit down. And I have to walk past this young lady so I can sit by the window and I'm, I'm just out of breath, and I'm like, this is great. You were really kind of mad. I, I was. I was <laughs> it was irritable. <laughs> I was. I was in a bad mood. I was dying. Like, I, I couldn't breathe. And he was the very last person on the plane. I, was I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I thought somebody else had come in, but I guess not. It was me, wasn't it? The whole plane, everybody was waiting on me. So, and, and I don't remember at what point. I, I knew that I was sweating so badly at one point that, I just, I just Ugh. pulled, I know that's terrible. So I just, I pulled out my South Alabama baseball cap and put it on my head and just said, whatever, you know, and at some point I start up a conversation or maybe, I don't remember if Celia, if you started the conversation or not, but it had something to do with, um, South Alabama. Maybe you had something or were wearing something and I saw South Alabama on it. And so I asked her about South Alabama, and it turned out she was a student at South Alabama. And I finally calmed down, got my breath back, and, and we ended up having a great conversation and uh, have stayed in, in touch. So that was the, that was y'all talking in the back when I couldn't, I was trying to sleep yeah, probably. on the way home. Yeah. Okay. I hate it for you, Julie. I, I wasn't going to sleep Actually, anyway. the weather was horrible, too. It was terrible storms we were coming through. So I'm yeah. just kidding. So I'm sorry I didn't get to meet our guest. And and it we turns out she was um, coming back from holiday uh, from her home in Norway. Oh, interesting. Right? So, okay. So, so, so uh, coming back from an international flight, I run into an international student that goes mm -hmm. to the same university where I teach. Well, I'm looking forward to talking with her today. Absolutely. So... Uh, if you don't mind, Celia Lindstad, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for so being much. on our show. Very nice <laughs> to, to have you here. Um, before we get into it, though, can, can you go back, because we said this off the air, and I think this was great if you tell it a little bit, but English is not your native language. That's correct. So you do have a bit of an accent, but you were telling us a story about, because we live in this Zoom world, right, <laughs> and Zoom... Uh, transcribes 
the audio for us when we record the sessions. Can you tell us a little bit about how that's been going for you? Yes, I'll <laughs> be happy to. I uh, I am, I must say, I am a bit nervous, uh, especially because of my accent for this. Oh, we um, love listening to that. <laughs> so don't be nervous. And I'd be glad to accent. introduce myself with, okay. it, with this story because um, if there are some listeners out there who doesn't really understand what I'm saying every now and then, uh, then I can I can confirm that with that uh, Zoom doesn't understand me either. <laughs> uh, so I, <laughs> I try to transcribe my own uh, Zoom session, uh, interview I had with someone else. And then I look through the transcri- uh, transcript after afterwards and every time I said panopto, in that video, which was quite a lot because it was an interview about online learning. Every time I said Panopto, Zoom transcribed it to be pineapple. So I had to go <laughs> in and edit that. What does Panopto mean? Panopto is, is the um, is the video uh, program teachers oh, are okay. using when they're teaching we online. At, at South Alabama, we use Canvas uh-huh. as our learning management system. Right, right. And Panopto is a built-in feature that does video. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, so now it's now now it is pineapple. Pineapple, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, if you don't mind, I, I think for our listeners, we we have had some some people on the on the program as guests that are international, but we haven't had a student that. We haven't had anybody from Norway, so this is mm-hmm. brand new for, for yes, Julie and myself and for all of our listeners. Yeah. So I, I'm curious about the schooling that you – How I, I don't know anything about how the, the K-12 school entity is set up in Norway. And so I was wondering if you could just share with us a little bit about what was, what was it like for you going through school in Norway. And I think, you know, Ju- Julie and I will be able to – to tell you, I know because you don't know what it's like going through K exactly. twelve here. It might be similar, but Julie and I can pull out, you know, whether there's similarities or differences and that kind of thing. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, okay, I'll be glad to. First of all, it's an honor being the first one from Norway uh, in the uh, studio. Very good. <laughs> it's <laughs> an honor to have yeah. you anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can I can briefly go over like my my experience of being in school. I I have gone through elementary and middle school and high school in Norway, and actually university as well. I started teacher education in Norway as well. So I could talk a little bit of my own experience in school, and then also from my experience as a teacher substitute and internship in mm-hmm. Oh, great, yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> That's good. So, um, well, I think a lot is similar. Uh, since like we're bo- both from like Western countries, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely something I would like to point out in school in Norwegian that might be surprising for many is that we are a lot outside. So between like the different classes, bef- uh, between different subjects, and um, also as a part of the different subjects, we are having like a lot of time outside uh, and sometimes uh, different schools chooses to call it outdoor school uh, so basically that you just have math and literature and everything outside why is that possible. why i mean is there a particular reason because it was probably very cold 
Yeah, that is a, <laughs> that is a very good question, and I, I'm not sure if I can answer it like directly, mm-hmm. but uh, it is a very important part of our culture and traditions to be outside. And you have a very good point. Norway is on the same latitude as uh, Alaska and Siberia, mm-hmm. so it is it is pretty cold up there. Uh, but the Northern Sea, not to go too much in detail on that, Northern Sea makes it warmer actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh but we have we have a strong tradition with being outside. Um well it's healthy, isn't it? Yeah, it's it healthy. And it is and, and we need to take advantage of those nice days mm-hmm. that we have. Um, That's right. We have the um, kind of have like this winter season and summer season. So the sun doesn't really go down in the summer. And then the winter uh we will not see it a lot. Some places will not even have sunrise some, some so when when so you do get to go outside you want to get some light it's your it's your way to get your light definitely yeah and uh we also have uh, so okay now i'm trying to get into also like outdoor schooling and flexibility uh so in my experience from i was very young we had if we saw that the weather forecast showed that okay this week is going to be a sunny week then Maybe it was just my teachers who were very nice. (laughs) 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 But I think it's also like a common way of thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, More. Very customary. Mm -hmm. That, okay, you know what? This week we're going to take advantage of that nice weather. We're going to, we're going to, we can, we can do math outside. We can, and, and teachers are just extremely creative making these different activities, not just paper work, but making these different activities outdoor so we can all like, play we can all ride in the snow right make it engaging that's interesting (laughs) now are the are the grade bands similar like do you start in kindergarten oh yeah okay yeah let's go to the basics maybe (laughs) (laughs) um yes we have uh i think you call you call it kindergarten or preschool yeah preschool and kindergarten like they Mm -hmm. start at five yeah we actually start many start i've been working in uh, in that as well so uh, they start at one at the age of one so one to oh. five. Oh, uh, yeah. We're that's, that's a lot sooner. Yeah. Okay. Th- oh, that's wow. a big difference wow. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, I think it's it's great uh, when I've been working there. Mm-hmm. I've seen how much they learn and develop like socially s- social skills that they're developing at that age. And I, I'm just so impressed to see how much, like how great they are in like learning how to interact mm-hmm. with each other. And I think um, that I, could definitely notice a difference with myself as the youngest of three siblings. If I were to build a tower and I would build it alone, like home with my parents, and I didn't have any child at the same age as me. To come over and knock it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In kindergarten, I would have to deal with those feelings when someone else are ruining that tower. But, yeah, but back home, I would never deal with those feelings. So mm-hmm. I, I would say... It's 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 interesting that we're studying that early, but you can definitely see that they're learning to deal with feelings mm-hmm. at an early age, mm-hmm. which is good. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm curious because there is a period of time each year where the sun doesn't really come out. Are is your school calendar around the daylight when there is daylight, or do you, are you still going to school? Do you go year round in the dark such a good question actually because i wish it was more 
I wish it was more like that. Uh, we we follow the same schedule as, uh, and that suits perfectly for a place like Mobile. Uh, I would say. So we have an eight to four schedule, and um, usually children start eight thirty, and school ends between two and four. And if uh, if you're inside throughout that day, then you will basically lose all daylight. <laughs> Do they start in like September and go year round, or yeah. yeah, we start in the middle of August, and then we have uh, school until. Uh, late in December, like in close to Christmas, mm-hmm. and then we start again in January, and we call the we call that break Christmas break because later in the end of February we will have winter break, winter break. Mm-hmm. and then we have Easter break, which is also a week, and then summer break is in it starts the twentieth around there uh, of June. So very similar. So it's very similar, yeah. yeah. So that's <coughs> so there are many days during that time of the year when the sun doesn't really come up. You're just going to yeah. school in the dark. Going to school in the dark. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> um, I'm I'm curious about you mentioned you know going through school and then you also went to college there as well. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? I, I didn't realize you had gone. Yeah, I did. Just yeah. forgot. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm older than uh, what I'm pretending to be. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Experienced a lot. Oh, yeah, I um, I did go to teacher education uh, at Western Norway University, and I really liked it. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was really hard step from high school to to university level um, in the same way as I think many many noticed that here, um, but. In Norway, it's also very like specified. So when I am in teacher education, I will, from freshman year, only have classes connected to that. So I will not have any general electives. Right. Oh, wow. Right. And if you and if you change major, you got to start over again. And yeah, you're not. It's not nothing as flexible counts. as yes. here. No, uh, that's, that's a good point. Nothing that's nothing a good point. Well, how did you come to South Alabama <laughs> from yeah, how Norway? Did, how did this even come across your radar? <laughs> okay, you're in Norway. I'm, uh, I'm my geography. My hands way up here. You're over here in Norway. We're way down in South Alabama. Okay, yeah, I kind of see how that question <laughs> can come up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I because I as I said, I did really like my time at the Western Norway University. And it was just an an opportunity uh, coming up. Um, I guess I, I've liked uh, running since I was very young. And in middle school, or when I was, yeah, we call it middle school. When I was 15, I started on a track and field team and started competing a little. And then in Norway, we, we really appreciate soccer and skiing but running we it's really getting more popular now but i i just noticed that there weren't that many people who were doing it and i really um i've really been looking up to the to the sports participation in the u.s for a long time and i've i've been so jealous (laughs) (laughs) and then i actually got like in the in high school we have this um Everyone gets this nickname. We have this kind of baptism uh, ceremony in the when we're celebrating that we're finished in high school. 
and I got the nickname Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Run, Forrest. That's Run. great. <laughs> and I think that was where it started. And uh, when I when I started teacher education, then I signed logged in on Facebook one day. Well, is it that? I, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just thinking Forrest Gump, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> okay. starting to draw some lines <laughs> there. I like it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I signed. Uh, like I logged in on Facebook and I checked my messages. And in uh, on these, like where someone have requested to send you a message, I never really checked that. But I've gotten this something I thought was maybe like a bit of a shady, shady message mm-hmm. um, from someone who called themselves the head coach at the University of South Alabama. <laughs> track and field team. <laughs> and uh, I just read through it, and I was just thinking, ha, Alabama, that's funny. I'm first come. That's, that's funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, a year later, I happened to be in Alabama. <laughs> so he, so the, the coach, the track and field coach at South Alabama reached out to you through Facebook. Yes. So how how did you come across his radar? I mean, how did he find out about you? How did he find you oh. other than Forrest Gump? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can definitely <laughs> also see it that that would be a question. Um, well, I think in track and field, everything is so measurable. You, everything is so easy to measure, and you just get a name, and you get the number. You get their statistic, like basically. So when I had run a certain time on 1,500 meter or 5K or something, then he had just searched, he has just looked up that time, and then my name showed up. So it's oh. all out there, <laughs> the results okay. are all out there. And then he, he was probably just thinking that it's not that time consuming for me to say, hey, Celia, would you like to be a part of our track and field team? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he did, and it worked. <laughs> wow. That's, um, it, it, to me, that, that was brilliant. I mean, what a, what a great way to recruit. That's kind of thinking out of the box a little bit. I mean, I... I don't know. Maybe that's old news to our <laughs> listeners, but but reaching out to hey, someone you through come to South social Alabama? media um, from another country right. to try to recruit them. I so mean, that just flipped your switch, just like that. So true. Yeah. <laughs> so did you? Did you have to do? A l- I'm, I'm assuming you had to do a little investigating to make sure that he was legit, right? So that <laughs> you said it was shady. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Hap- what convinced you that this was a, a real offer? Now I need to to dig deep down in my brain. What did I really... Okay, so I definitely checked out the school's website. And it looked, thanks to the... I don't know if the it's the communication department mm-hmm. or who, but the <laughs> they've done a great job. I think I think we're recruiting many internationals on that because they're, the school website looks great. Mm-hmm. And the, s- like the athletics website looks great as well. Oh, well, that's so good to know. That's good so to know, really South like Alabama. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Is and it, it looked really warm, didn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really oh, warm. Definitely. Oh, I, yeah, it was something about the sun as well, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that got me. Yeah, no, so, the, um, so it looks very professional. And actually, a funny thing was that at the time, I got in contact with him. Another Norwegian girl was at this track team. Oh, wow. It was already on the track. Running track for them? Yes, food? exactly. And she, her name is Emilia, Emilia Barge. And uh, she, I knew, I knew about her because she's a very good track athlete. And I think she has developed a lot while she was here. So I could then talk to her and 
it may it might sound weird, but we know that we have very fresh water in Norway. Mm-hmm. So I think one of my first questions for Amelia, one of my biggest concerns were, uh, is the water fresh? <laughs> you know <laughs> that. One? So I so I had to just message her and ask, hey, how's the water in oh, in, in Alabama? <laughs> and then when she said that was fine, then. Oh, okay. She did say relief. it was fine. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, that was a big relief. And then uh, I, I could also contact uh, a girl from Denmark, Caroline Millenar. Um, she's my roomie now. And uh, she also talked greatly about the program and uh, about the coach. And she has also become a great athlete uh, during her time here. So, so I really had some people to reach out to as well. Well, that's wonderful. That's good to know. Yeah, I love that... Um, you know, at, at South, there's students from, from all over, and I love that the athletic department's doing that as well, recruiting mm-hmm. students from across the world. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so you end up here, and you had already done teacher education in Norway. Did you continue on that path when you came to South, or did you choose a, to go a different direction? That was actually a really hard decision because I really wanted to continue on the teacher path because I, I, I really didn't see any reason to change when I liked it that much. But the problem was that if I was going to be a teacher in the U.S., that would not qualify me being a teacher in Norway. Oh. And hmm. uh, I could definitely not get my parents to agree on that. <laughs> I'm going to take an education oh that's I never going to make me able to work in Norway. So you would right. spend all that time getting the degree here and then go home and they'd if be like, If you went Sorry. home, you wouldn't be able to teach. <laughs> exactly. Well, so that's a shame. So I had to figure out something else. And then I was thinking that, okay, in worst case scenario, I, w- I can go back to Norway and finish my degree there if, if that is, I- if I can't use my degree here for anything. At least I will learn something more. I will uh, broaden my hor- horizon and I will be a better teacher, I think, than if I had never moved outside my parents house absolutely so absolutely <laughs> so, so and just traveling not just moving out of your parents home but moving out of their out of the country i mean yeah, that's a broadening experience yeah and that yeah that's for sure something i realized after <laughs> i went yeah but i uh, uh, yes I, I started actually communications i started studying communication and then i figured out that that was a very good program as well but it was a bit too like business oriented for me so i ended up uh, studying psychology which is what i'm doing now (laughs) now this and this is your last semester correct yes that's correct so you will graduate this spring is this um well are you in uh, it's undergraduate right that's correct so this is a another undergraduate degree for you correct yes and i actually i kind of took a shortcut because I got transferred some of my credits from the University of Western Norway to the University of South Alabama. Not all of them, but some of them. Some of them, they could qualify. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I think mathematics and uh, literature, some of them were they were well able to qualify. That's good. And then I uh, could add them to my major now. Uh, so instead of having four years here... I am finishing my degree here in U.S. in three years. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, th- so I didn't need to start all over again anyway. Yeah. So um, 
well, before we get into that, let me back up just a little bit. <laughs> so you were here in the United States attending South Alabama last spring when uh, the pandemic hit. And I'm curious about how, how was that for you? You were here. Were you able to go home? Or, or I, I don't think they were allowing international flights at that time, right? No, that's correct. Yeah. So you were stuck. Yeah, that right? was challenging. That was challenging. <laughs> that was a bit challenging. <laughs> I, uh, luckily, I had been here for two years then. So I had built up a network. And I had my teammates and coaches. And I met you, Joe, mm-hmm. <laughs> who reached out to me and said that they were able to help if if uh, just getting groceries or getting mm-hmm. all those small things. That right. It helps a lot. You built a family. Yeah. A little family. I built a family. Yeah. Because... Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, there was a point when students had to move out of the dorms, right? Yes. Like they, they decided just go home and take your classes remotely. But yeah. I'm assuming for somebody like you, I mean, obviously they couldn't. They weren't going to just put you out on the street or anything. So whether they were you allowed to stay in your dorm or did you have to move off campus? What What happened? Yeah, so that's where I was really lucky because I had already that year moved out of my dorm, moved out of campus, right across campus. So it's, I literally just have to pass one road and then I'm with my house. So it's it's just outside campus. And I'm, I live there with four others, one American who have to take care of all of us and then four <laughs> internationals. <laughs> <laughs> so she really has an like, integration job there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I, li- I live there. Uh, because that would be extremely challenging for me to not just that they close uh, campus and they want us to get out of our dorms, but since everyone are leaving and as an international, I an athlete, I, w- I would probably get an exception so I could stay in my dorm. But what then? I don't have a car and the cab is right. closed. And yeah. You really don't have lonely and yeah. empty and exactly. Yeah. And, and you're not supposed to meet anyone else either. So, right. so that would be it would be hard to at least to get food would mm-hmm. be hard. Mm. Uh, so I was very lucky who had already moved out and, and lived in a house then. But I, I have many teammates who really were struggling <laughs> at that time. So they were on campus and they had to, they had that experience. Exactly. Yeah. That I can. That seems like that would just be very surreal. Like you, you're used to college life being one way, and then all of a sudden, it's like you're there on campus by yourself. And yeah. It's just a ghost town. That's kind of yeah, wow. yeah. very challenging. Yeah. So, but you were so you stayed, um, but you were able to go home at some point. Were you later, like over the summer, or? Yes, I I was gonna go home. Actually, I hadn't ordered my tickets. And uh, when I when I went to Mobile, back to Mobile after the Christmas break, I hadn't ordered my tickets back because I, I within track and field, I had some goals and I wanted to qualify to s- for some competitions. So I didn't want to stop myself ordering a ticket in advance. Um, but when Corona hit, I, I ordered a ticket back home. Um, I waited for it and it was in May. Yes, it was in May. I, I was going to go home. Uh, and it got cancelled. And I was just thinking, okay, Celia, it's fine. You have your friends and your house here. And you 
don't know if you're going to be able to go home this summer, but let's try ordering one more ticket. And then I <laughs> I wanted to go home to Norway the, the 17th of May because that's a national day and we really celebrate that. Oh, okay. Uh, it wouldn't be anything else than just with my family because of Corona, but it's it's a day where we dress up in our national costume mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's oh, a big day. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but I had a second ticket and that also got cancelled. Then I have some great roomies who <laughs> who celebrated the 17th of May with me. In so we marched down the street and sang <laughs> Norwegian songs <laughs> and waved a flag. And we even, since in Norway, we usually go, like everyone are marching down the street and then they go passing the king's house, king and the queen, and then they wave to the king and the queen. And then we even asked some of our neighbors, friends of internationals, Jim and Mary, if they could be the king and the queen. <laughs> <laughs> we walked past their house. It's so they, fun in college, yeah, isn't that's it? That's a great story. <laughs> so fun that. in college. Well, it's just been an interesting, you know, getting a perspective of education from an international viewpoint, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what's next for you? So you graduate in the spring. Where where do you go from here? Yes, where do I go from here? Um that is a very good question, but it's a hard question for me to answer since I am 23 years old and I changed my <laughs> mind every day. <laughs> uh, but I I was very glad and relieved I got an acceptance letter from the University College of Dublin. And uh, I'm going to study cognitive science there. Next In time. Ireland now. Wow. In yes. Ireland. That would be so great. Can we come visit you there? Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so you, you're if we can ever travel again. <laughs> you're going to continue your journey as an international student. Yes, absolutely. I've, I've realized that this journey to uh, Mobile has been great for me, and I've grown in so many ways. So, so I really want to continue that now when I'm, when I'm still young. Now, with this um, in Dublin, what will, this, what will you achieve um, academically? In Dublin. So then I will, after one year, it's a one-year grad school program. So then I will achieve a master's in cognitive science. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then I don't know yet yeah, if I want to go into education or health. So I oh, wh- which one can you do if you go back to Norway? Uh, well, actually, I think both of them okay. will qualify me to at least do research in both of the right. fields. Yeah. Right. So for I, I I see a great tie-in, though. I mean, it's, you haven't really deviated that far from your original what you wanted to do. I mean, mm-hmm. with education, psychology, and cognitive sciences, I mean, that's that's all about the brain and learning, and, and it all ties together. I, I mean... I think one of our other episodes was a psychologist. Yes. Wasn't that Dr. Stafiric, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, and now he's the head of a yeah, department in... That's right. He's the associate dean, dean of our yeah. of the College of <laughs> Education. Right. Yeah. right. So oh, cool. it can still lead to, ed, you know, there's many avenues, which is why we have this podcast, too, because we like to look at different avenues for right. for education. So there's lots of possibilities. Oh, that's I, inspiring. I just finished, or my actually my undergrads right now, I always have them look at different learning theories, and but they look at it through the lens of, understanding the theory and then how can how how can technology tie in with that and how can they use technologies in the line of those theories and so you know thinking about uh, cognitivism and all of that and who knows you might you might come up with a new learning theory 
from your studies. Yeah. Thank you for believing cool. in me. Absolutely. <laughs> that means a lot. And we had you on here first. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I, I must say that I, I really think it's fun to, to learn about thinking processes, but I, I do miss the children. Oh, um, sure, yeah. yeah. Well, you can <laughs> still find a way in research to work with kids and do research with that. So, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I do all yeah. the time. I think <laughs> one of the things I love about the research that I do is most of the time, um, you know, barring a pandemic or something, yeah, something like um, that. I like to be in the classroom with the kids, you know, doing the research with them. And it's yeah. it's messy and it's crazy, but I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of possibilities for you, Celia, even if you change your mind. Okay, that's great. That's, <laughs> that's right. great to know. <laughs> and that's always okay. So how do you see um, the future of maybe international education? Like what would be next to Ned for international students? Oh, it's hard to predict now in mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. But uh, I, do you mean here in Mobile? Or, or just what do just you think? What are your thoughts on that? On, on, on students traveling? Like should they? Do you think it should increase? Uh, do you think they should take these opportunities? Well, oh yeah, I'm actually very glad you asked that. I because I I can't emphasize enough how grateful, thankful I am for my experience here in Mobile, and uh, just okay. F- in the first place, I I really didn't think that my English would be good enough for me to study here, and then I realized that w- that just took a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. then you kind of. Yes, I know that I still have an accent. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody loves it. (laughs) (laughs) But at least I could understand everyone and they could understand me. So so the English wasn't really a problem. And I think that stops very many. They think that the language is a barrier. And uh, like, but further than that, I I noticed that English is really not the only thing I'm improving by by moving from my home country and studying another place. It's, It's really, it's really widening my horizon in, in many ways I and I learn to have to deal with and reflect on like so many different res- perspectives right right well you know not everyone's going to get a Facebook message to say hey come to <laughs> the University of in Alabama you know uh, you know how people how you, how you were recruited was interesting so how like how did you decide to go to Dublin like how can people seek out the international study, you know, and and be proactive about getting it rather than, you know, you luckily got a fate. That was fate more than luck, I think. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, no, no, you know I what I'm saying? De- I you know what I mean? I can definitely see that. I was very lucky to to be, like, uh, to be invited like yeah. that. But I definitely think that yeah, and that that saved me in a way, but but I think that there are so many opportunities out there. They just have uh, to look. Yes, was that how you found Dublin? Yes, that was just by looking. Okay, that that was just, just say, looking. hey, I want to do this. Well, maybe you've inspired many other international students. If we can be on the air in other international well, places, we are. Well, we are yeah. on the air, and they yeah. just have to listen. Yeah, your parents can <laughs> listen to this. When they, but when they it don't comes understand out. English. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Barrier, they could do Google, I guess. One of the things I love about it is I think that, and, and I've experienced this myself with having opportunities to, to go to other places, is 
you really do begin to get a broader mindset of of people and recognizing that people come into situations with with different beliefs with different experiences um with different thoughts about things they see things through a different lens than you do and i think that the more you travel and the more you have those experiences you become more um, your empathy grows um, and, and I don't know that I really want to say tolerant, but you become more accepting of other viewpoints. Well, you can understand right. a little better if you are immersed right. in it. So because if you, if you grow up in the same town and you never go anywhere, you don't know any different. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But, but when you, Wise when you words, have the opportunity oh, to go other yes. places, you see the world in a different, in a different mm-hmm. viewpoint. One of the things, I, this is silly, but one of the things I love about traveling is being in the plane and looking out the window and seeing how tiny we really are (laughs) you know because then you're like all these things i've been worrying about that's really not that big a deal deal. you know it it gives you that that broader sense of what's really going on (laughs) do you think you'll come back to mobile after you leave for dublin yeah yes definitely i have so many friends and family members who really want to visit me here but they can't because i while I'm here now, it's it's gonna still be a pandemic, right? So, uh, so I definitely want to take them with me oh. and show them around. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. And I want to visit other places in the U.S. as well. I, I oh, there's a lot to see. There is, and I'm so fascinated. Actually, it's uh, interesting what what you just said. Now, I was just thinking this in my head that from uh, when I was very little um, in elementary school, we would already talk about the U.S. in our classes. And talk about how great the diversity is here, and that's something we really admires the diversity in U.S. and how so many different cultures have come together. So, so in a way, to further extend here than in Norway, I would say you can grow up in a town and still be exposed to a lot of different views compared to what uh-huh. we would in Norway, since we're so homogeneous. Yes, sense, yes. Yeah. that was an in- interesting counterpoint. Yeah, yeah, I like <laughs> that. yeah. Mm-hmm. that's Absolutely. true. Because yeah, we we don't and and because <laughs> if you don't go anywhere else, then you don't know that <laughs> they're right. homogenous no. in other places. Right. Yeah, we don't realize our own diversity sometimes. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But also taking it for granted when you don't leave. You yeah, take no, it for granted. Yeah, true. But also, the whole country in in its nature mm-hmm. and everything, it is it is very diverse. So. I know that when I have been here in Alabama for three years, I I can't really go when people when friends back home ask me, so how is it in the US? I can't really say that. I I I can only talk from my perspective, from my little social circle mm-hmm. in Mobile, Alabama, and I can't talk for all of US when, when they ask me of different situations. So Well and that's tr- that's truth. Yeah. yeah. And I really different. want to Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I really want to visit many different states in the in the US mm-hmm. and and explore right right yeah. and and your experience isn't necessarily what a lot of people see on the news or anything like that no, globally true. so you can you can tell them you know that you're that you're okay everything's yeah nice. yeah <laughs> that you have a good experience here. yeah very true and that is also a good point that mm-hmm. the the news maybe um, it's not everything here no exactly and everyone and i mm-hmm. think Unfortunately, what reaches the news in Norway is either is either n- science that's good, uh, 
or it's what's happening that's not so good. So <laughs> if there is a fire, then that will reach the news in Norway. Sure, so right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, we're glad you'll come back. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, when and we can. Uh, we'll <laughs> have to, you know, what we might could do is a Zoom session with you once you're in That would be Dublin. great. Yes, oh, that could be cool. Great idea. do a, a quick interview with you while you're there and, and get your perspective on that. Yeah, and, see, like if and see if your accent's changed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a funny Irish. Irish. <laughs> Norwegian, a s- Alabama, a s- Irish. Yeah, a, southern, a, a southern Norwegian <laughs> Irish accent. Yeah. That would be great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a, a yeah, great conversation. It was great to meet yeah, you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank those of you for listening. And please be sure to join us next time as Julie and I continue to explore what's next in Ed. What's next in Ed? Don't forget to subscribe. If you like what you heard, please rate and review this podcast so others can find us. The Next in Ed podcast is brought to you by the Mobile County Public Schools IT Department in partnership with the Department of Counseling and Instructional Sciences at the University of South Alabama. Engineered by Tim VP Media Production. Music by Justin Matthews. Hosted by Dr. Joe Gaston and Julie Neidhart. Follow us on Twitter at NextInEd and on Facebook. Guests on the podcast are expressing personal opinions for informational purposes only. They are not necessarily acting as official representatives for their schools, universities, organizations, or places of employment. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.